Welcome to Not So Southern Gym. I'm Rick. I'm Sean. Sean, uh, we're still uh, mid Corona, uh, Verona. I don't, I don't care. Uh, but you know what? We're in the middle of BFE Arkansas, I, and I, I hope we're in the middle of it. I hope we're in the middle. Over the hump. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I really hope so. You know, and to be fair, a lot of people, uh, you know, where wherever you're hearing this, Arkansas really, I mean, I won't say is not affected. We never went into a shutdown. They never did a, uh, what did they call it? A uh, um, shelter, shelter and, you yeah, know. Shelter in place. Yeah, we never did yeah, any of that. We, we did take extreme precautions, um, but like. I've, I had to quarantine for a week. Yeah, well, we had one of our employees that had to quarantine. It was a false, but... Uh, yeah, same, same, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, and, and some people aren't as lucky, you know. They're still, like, California's talking about, like, they're not even going to look at anything until, like, May 20th. <laughs> you know, and we're yeah. we're sitting here going, well, let's open up all the haircuts. Like, I've got a haircut scheduled for Thursday, and... Uh, so, so, let me ask you, um, my, my barber... Uh, just announced he was opening up. They are doing one person at a time. Uh-huh. Is that is that what you're doing? Like, did you sign? Like, you you purchase an hour, and then that hour is enough time for you to get in there, get your haircut, and for them to sanitize. You know, it's a barber shop. It's not gonna take an hour. So they're they're doing that. That's the precautions. It sounds good. I really need a haircut. I've got a uh, nice Corona beard going that I'm about to shave because it's annoying. Mm-hmm. No, ours is, uh, they were like, text text my number here. We'll set up a time. Uh, they're they're going to have, they have three seats. The barbershop I have is a very simple barbershop. Uh, it's a storefront and... Uh, They've got they got six feet in between them. There's three people that work. I mean, they're going to be going all day long. They're just going to have uh, you've got to sit in your car till your till your time, and then yeah. they motion you in, and then you, you get the yeah. you get your thing. They get you get done. They clean, and then next person out of the car. You know all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, man, I tell you, that's I I I want. I haven't made an appointment yet. I want to see how this plays out a little bit. Just just a little bit. Call me cautionary. I want to see how it plays out in a larger city. I imagine you're fairly covered because I bet you your your barber is probably isolated enough. Their, their maximum intake isn't horribly great. Oh, well, they're always busy. I mean, uh, he's he's the cheapest guy in town, but he's, like, very personable. It's a very um, kind of Mayberry barbershop feel. There's always yeah. old guys sitting it, there talking. Of, is Of all the things reopening, you know, on, on a time schedule, that one was, I, I was surprised it was as soon as it was. I mean, I know there's a lot of people clamoring for uh, haircuts and beauty salons and all that stuff. It, it just kind of amazed me that that one was right at the forefront of being reopened. Well, it, it kind of makes sense for our area. I mean, we we never saw the hit that a lot of other areas took. Very true. And, Very uh, true. you know, the precautions worked and everything like that. And, you know, we're still under a lot of precautions. 
Yeah. Um, and they're slowly opening things back up. There's not a big feeling that it's too soon here because, I mean, we never were truly impacted, you know, by the brunt of it, like, you know, big inner city, you know, stuff going on. But, uh, you know, and pray, you know, praise be to the people in California. They did a tremendous job and cut their, you know, uh, rates down and everything. And that could have been a disaster like New York and everything. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, being a more rural area, we are not as impacted in this, you know. And I'm, I'm, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy to, you know, we, I I have to tell myself this, and we may have said this already, you know, it's one of those things where every now and then you, you pinch yourself and you're like, this is like a doctor who non-movable moment in time. You know, this is a worldwide thing that affects every single person. And, And sometimes that's really crazy. That's a, that's a big moment in the history books. Every single country will write about this. You know, this isn't going to be American history or Japanese history or Chinese history. This is this is our level world history. It's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things that truly remind you that it is a global community these days. Um, but enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some goofy Silver, stuff. Some fun stuff. <laughs> Yes. So you, you said Kevin Smith. What, what's up? I, what did I miss about I, my boy? I did say Kevin Smith. Um, I just listened to uh, Fat Man Beyond, and they were talking about, you know, th- uh, through the lockdown and quarantines and all that, people have been watching a lot of movies. And um, there was a lot of in-game watching, and uh, Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers and everybody are live-tweeting and all this and everything. And... Kevin Smith, he he was voicing this opinion about how the end of the movie, he thought that Doctor Strange indicated to Tony that Captain Marvel was the one shot, that it was all gone. That was our one shot, what he was signaling, and that... Uh, and that, you know, Tony just had to come up with something. And, and like, he couldn't see it any other way. He's like, that's the way. That's the perfect way. And uh, all this other stuff sounds weird. And Mark was like, well, I talked to Mc, uh, McFeely. And, like, he's agreeing with 99.9% of everybody else that he was indicating that there's only... This is the one way. Beca- yeah. Because, of course, you know, the scene is... <sighs> So his his argument was based that well, Doctor Strange and and Tony Stark never had a conversation because he said he couldn't tell him anything about it or it wouldn't happen. Which of course, if you if you go down that logical route, that that is true. Like if at the beginning, if he'd have told Tony that you know you're going to have to you know die for this to to save everybody, right. um, it might not happen. No, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't. No, no, no. It wouldn't have happened because yeah, in yeah, in the in the five yeah. year span, whenever he came back and his daughter and everything, he said no, no. I know what happens. We're I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. We're absolutely not doing this. I'm not losing well, what I have. And he said that. Is, That's why it was so impactful. Where he was like, I'm not. We can't. We're not doing it. I'm not risking my daughter. I'm not risking my wife. I'm not risking anybody else's lives. I'm not doing it. 
And then he turned because there was a chance at saving uh, Peter and everybody and, and getting it done. And, you know, that I could see that that's a logical thing to think about that. That is very true. But, uh, you know, whenever you see it in the movie theater and you see the intention of what they say and Doctor Strange is there, he knew he was going to come back, he's doing his thing, Tony looks at him, he knows this is the time, he looks at Tony, he signals that there's just yeah. one way this can this can happen. He and he's already he's seen, he doesn't he have knows. to, yeah, he doesn't have to say anything. He knows what's going to happen. It's up to Tony to go, oh, I've got to figure this out. Oh. Okay, okay, I figured yeah. it out. All right, here we go. You know, and oh, I think I think he already had that. You know, that's the reason he had. You know, he had, the video was made of his untimely demise. I think he had a an oh shit button. You know, no, 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 no. That was that was no, just a ca- Tony's a planner. You at the very first of the movie, he makes a video. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. He made he made that plan though. I think. Uh, otherwise, you, uh, I'm just saying, why else do you have it so the stones can instantly nanotech slide to your glove in the correct spot? He, it was. Well, he didn't. It, he's I, been, he's I, been like, I think no, he no. had all that plan. No, he, he didn't. No, no, I disagree with that. No, he didn't have any of that planned. Um, because, you know, uh, like at the first of the movie, he has a thing, you know, he thinks he's going to die. He, he does the same thing. And he plans. He's a planner. That's why he had the video planned out. You know, he the night before the the thing, he records another video, of course, because he's a planner. Well, you know, at that moment, it was all exhausted. The big guns had come out, you know, and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know what to do. That's why he looks at... He's a man of action. He normally has it all figured out. Tony is always in the middle of doing stuff on the fly. This time he's out. He's out of ammo. He's out of everything. He doesn't know. He looks at Doctor Strange and he gives him the yeah. signal. There's only one, you know, this is it. This is the one way. And, you know, in that moment, I mean, you could see the horror on both of their faces about what just happened. And, yeah. you know, there's just, I don't know what to do. Well, there's only one thing to do. This is it. This is the one way. And yep. it, it's it plays out great, and it, you know, even there's even a chance he could make it through it. You know, it, you know that may be in the back of his mind, but uh, it's such a great scene. I just want to rewatch that movie again. <laughs> I, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. It just makes me want to rewatch the movie. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's fun. It's fun to see the way we all have different takes on these movies that we all love. Like it's really funny to see when when I see a scene, we are thinking two totally different things. Yet each of us admire the movie just as much. Ugh, just mm, staring at it. <laughs> Gotta watch it. Do it. Do uh, it. So a lot of Boba Fett happened uh, this week. Yeah. Um, uh, Walmart dropped a. Um, a whole in cap of Star Wars stuff that had, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and I didn't take a picture of it, but it had, uh, it's a double in cap with uh, Boba Fett Black Series helmets, uh, and it has a re basically um, reissue. This is the 40th anniversary of Empire this year. 
Right. And they had reissue Empire um, action figures. Like, the oh, Boba Fett I had was in this wave. Like, it re- vintage card. I mean, just like the G1 Transformer vintage stuff. This was a vintage, non-rocket firing Boba Fett. And I, I think they actually have a special edition rocket firing Boba Fett like was advertised. I haven't looked at how you get it yet. Probably can't get it. It's probably like a Hasbro special or something, but I have seen a package of rocket firing Boba Fett, and it makes me angry. Um, but uh, they awesome. they had that there, and they had uh, Ho- uh, Hoth Gear Han, which is the other one I had from that wave. And uh, I, I was so excited to see that. Um, they had a bunch of other stuff like the uh, this was this was all original like three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, they also had some new uh, Black Series uh, vintage card six-inch figures, like they had the um, the Yoda and uh, a Imperial uh, Walker um, Stormtrooper. Nice. And uh, some other stuff, and uh, I really liked it. And Heck yeah, dude. Uh, they had the new... The new Netflix Transformers came out, and one of the things. What? Yeah, the, Wait, it's out. Out. No, the the show comes out in like two months, I believe. But the oh, toy, okay. the toys that promote the line are out at Walmart, and um, they have, and it's not really advertised. I remember seeing it whenever they brought them out at Toy Fair, but it's not on the package right. anywhere. These have, if you get all of them, they have the parts to build. The uh, a cardboard version of the arc out of the old TV show, which I thought was really cool. I mean, it's basically a uh, you know just a cardboard standee thing, but I mean it it looks right. really nice. Um, That's pretty sweet. And uh, just there's a lot of retro stuff at Walmart right now. Uh, I mean, from arcade machines to it's a great time to be an '80s kid again. <laughs> That's awesome. Does any of this tickle your fancy at all? Yeah, dude. Uh, I definitely would love to have the Boba Fett helmet. That that would be amazing. Ah, yeah, but, it, it is. Trust me, it is. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if I find one. I did get a Corona, a Corona, uh, 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 mat, not a mask. A um, what? What's what's it called? Covers your face. Duh. Mask. mask i guess anyway it's a star some at a local flea market they were selling them for four dollars handmade right. and uh somebody used some star wars so it's a big millennium falcon i was like well if nice. i if i'm gonna have to why not yeah that's the way mine's razorbacks nice i had mine yeah i had a friend at work that was making or she she had a contact that was making them and uh she hooked me up so it was awesome. I love it. You know, like I said, if you're going to have one, you might as well have something decent because, once again, that's your memorabilia. Ten years from now, when you dig that out of a box, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This time sucked. Oh, yeah, that was the corona. That's the corona-infected mask. Ugh. So, so you know, during all this coronavirus stuff, uh, celebrities... Uh, have been doing a lot of good things. And uh, 
right now there's a lot of them that are participating in this all-in challenge and did you hear what chris pratt did like what his was no so chris pratt did an all-in challenge where you know he chooses a uh uh, a charity of a type and you donate so many dollars you know for every dollar you get an entry it's a raffle It, it really is it's a raffle and when they reach their goal, they draw a number. And if your number gets picked by Chris Pratt, you will get eaten by a dinosaur in the third Jurassic Park movie. Nice. So, only to try to top him, Captain America himself, Chris Evans, has joined social media on Instagram and started his own all-in challenge in which when they reached their goal, he said he can't get you eaten by a dinosaur, but he can get you a Zoom meeting with Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, RDJ, Chris Hemsworth, and Jeremy Renner. (laughs) And they said it'll be like, like an hour or so worth uh, the first little bit, they want to do some Q&A and get to know the person and then probably play some online uh, games together, something like categories or, you know, something they can all do each with a card game or something like that. So uh, Michelle's like, I want to I want to enter. I was like, do it. Donate. It, it's for a good cause. Even if we don't donate that much, if that's something, you know donate it's a great cause and not to mention who's to say your number doesn't get drawn and next thing you know you're in a zoom meeting with all the avengers nice that would be awesome yeah but who would you fanboy over first though you're like oh my god chris you're so great oh rdj you're here oh god rdj Uh, what's your uh what's your name again mark yeah mark yeah i got you big guy look 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 (laughs) you you say you say Hello, uh, Mr. Downey Jr., and uh, how are you, uh, Ms. Johansson? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I would definitely, RDJ's the best out of those. And then probably Scarlett uh, Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. I don't see, Evans is so likable. Like, he really is, he exudes that. I can do this all day, never give up Captain America attitude. Like, I don't know if it's the fact that he's gotten into the role and it fits him so he's stuck with it, or has he always been Captain America and it was so great because he fit, you know, it just seems like he's a really great person and always doing things uh, for the right reasons. Okay, since you brought it up, so did you hear... That we all that Endgame was or Infinity War was almost a shit show, and <laughs> the way I describe this is: Did you hear what they were going to do with Captain America before they decided that doesn't make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I heard this the other day, and then I've totally blanked on it. But I remember when reading it, I was like, what? Or what their initial plan was. It was so bad. Captain America was going to be the Soul Stone. Yeah, he was going to be the Soul Stone. Yes, yes. 
absolutely terrible idea. I, I, I read it somewhere the other day. I was like, what? That didn't make any sense. They wouldn't have done that. And then I watched the directors or whoever talking about it. I was like, what were you thinking? This would have been horrible. I would have revolted in the theater. Like, just, it's a stone. You've already got the stones. Why are you not making it a stone? It's a stone. Awesome. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the things, sometimes I don't think I want to know what goes on behind the scenes. Just, <laughs> just, just let me have this. Just don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, That's funny. Uh, smarter, cooler heads prevailed, I guess. Yeah, they didn't do that. So, but, we got um, an awesome movie. Yeah, we both saw the trailer for Lovecraft Country, and I am a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan. Now, yes. don't get me wrong, I haven't read everything, but I've, I've passed it on to my son. I've always loved anything H.P. Lovecraft. I've tried to watch everything that uh, has it's come out, fun. anything based on it, like the, the reanimator, hilarious. Uh, uh uh, Shadow over In's mouth and and uh, a, a bunch of other things, some cheaper stuff that was made in the seventies and eighties. Um, I've seen. I, I really would die for a a proper Hollywood movie that does Lovecraft well. That like Cthulhu oh. on the big screen done well would be one of my dreams. Um, I mean, can you can you settle for? HBO series on your TV with the lights out, though. Uh, possibly, because I mean, this trailer looked pretty, pretty daggum yeah. good. Yes, and and you, you know, Jordan. Not only Jordan Peele, but JJ. Yes, you get JJ in there too. It, the mixture of those two, there's no telling what kind of awesome sauce is being created. Now it's for, a for the story we're gonna get. It looks like um, you know, thirties, forties. So I know it's based in the South on the um, looks it, yeah. Uh, um, looks to be deep South on the East Coast, and yeah. It um, man, it it looks really compelling. Um, you know, yep. I got a feel, kind of like when you watch the trailer for Lock and Key, like kind of that kind of feeling. You know, it's pulling that right string, so this should um, be uh, good. Yeah, I may, I may have to bite on that one, and that way I can knock out Watchmen too because I haven't seen it. That's true. That's true, dude. This past Thursday, we all got the most special present, man. Like Parks and Rec reunited for a social distancing episode. And it did not disappoint, my friend. It did not. Now, are you a big Parks and Rec guy? I, like I've told you before, this is one of my lists of shame. I, I have not ever dug into Parks and Rec. I've like watched the first two or three episodes. There's it's not, there's not a lot of Ron, there's not a lot of Ron Swanson in it. Haven't met Chris Pratt yet. I just listen. <sighs> what if I told you about Parks and Rec? What have I told you? Do do not listen, young Padawan. Oh, even though you're older, start with season two. 
You will not miss. No, a that's day. against my religion, sir. I can't do that. Okay, I cannot right. do that. Model through character creation. That is not how I'm built. I mean, that's like that characters need to. No, take no, no. Just start with and, Lost season you know. season three. Like what? What are you even saying to me? No. Look, look. I ain't, I'm not even lying. Here's what I'm saying. I want you to go and watch two through the end, and then watch the season one, and you're like. Man, I am so glad the characters in season two started off so amazing because season one, nobody is on the right path. They're they're still feeling characters out. The actors are feeling the characters out. The, it's not bad. It's not bad television. I mean, you know, obviously it was good enough that it led to season two and then so on and so forth, but... This social distancing episode that we got was awesome, dude. Uh, you you got Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman just oh, brought down the house. You know, uh, we got the one and only Mr. Bobby Newport. You know, uh, who 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 is you know, the the unaging Ant Man, Mr. Paul Rudd. And then you got Star Lord bringing it home with Chris Evans or Chris Pratt. Chris Evans? No, that was Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Chris, yeah Chris Pratt. Uh, you know Aubrey Plaza. It, it's just so good, man. Aziz Azari with Retta. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't. It, the whole cast is incredible. Aubrey you know, Plaza Rashida, Rashida from her performance Jones. from uh, Legion almost would make me want to watch um, Parks and Rec on that alone. Just, just watch Parks and Rec. It is, it's better than The Office. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Okay. The Parks and Rec is better than The Office. It's just the way it is. All right, man. I'll give it a shot. Um, what yes. we did give a shot was we watched uh the pi. I guess pilot would be a good way to say that the first episode of Outlander, and I'm okay. really kind of interested in it. Um. I mean, I know it's, you know, over and done, but um, I didn't know Ronald D. Moore wrote it and uh, was putting it on TV. And I kind of liked that first episode. It was really, really good. That's cool. Well, like I said, you know, um, give it a whirl, you know. Uh, Let me know what it's like. Michelle would probably really enjoy if I would want to watch it. So let me know what it's like. Let me feel out feel out those waters. Tell me if it's any good. All right, it's a deal. So let me start with local hall here, and I will okay. have two things. One is something I have gotten. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I did get a. Uh, uh, I was able to replace a Transformers number nine with a sweet mint copy, and um, a Generation two number one, the direct edition, non special. The dollar ninety five cover. There's, there's also everywhere you see this issue. It's the gatefold, chrome, uh, poster cover. And I actually didn't even know there was a regular version of it. So I have, once again, quote unquote, finished the Marvel run of Transformers. Um, it, I also is did there anything else out there that you're going to add to the original run later? No, because there was something <laughs> rare that I discovered that I didn't even know existed. There was oh no, uh, there was a uh, special that was in a newspaper. It was a Halloween special 
um, that was in a newspaper. It was between... So the, the G2 Transformers appeared in uh, G.I. Joe first. The ongoing G.I. Joe series was still running after Transformers was canceled. So they brought... They crossed them over and uh, introduced the G2 concept in the ongoing uh, G.I. Joe comic. And after that, after the crossover ended, they had a special, um, just like a four or six page comic that was, it's newspaper print. Like it's, it's like an inch taller than a comic. Same, same, same width. But uh, and I've got it in a special backer board and everything. But uh, it's a beautiful copy of it. I got it for, I mean, this thing goes for like crazy on eBay. But uh, somebody put it up for, I, I don't, I don't know why they put it up this way, but they put it up differently and they priced it like insanely low. So it's mine now. Nice. But uh, that that finishes that. I did also. Uh, you were talking about uh, your local hall, and it reminded me that I went to order uh, a part for my dishwasher uh, the other day, right. <laughs> and I had okay. forgotten that I was looking at something else, and I just clicked uh, buy now. <laughs> so I I accidentally have a sixteen dollar uh, uh, Transformers uh, G one manga. A compilation coming my way. That is hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah, and this no. was the this was the uh, uh, manga uh, from Japan. Uh, the G one had uh, uh, Japanese comics that were that were put together and put out. Right. Um, you know, which have been collectors' items for years. I mean, these things have been traded at you know Botcon and all that, and I've seen quite a few of them. There's also some. They have a bunch of TV magazines uh, where it's basically character art and story stuff, behind-the-scenes things, uh, and those are like hundreds of dollars these days, um, which that's that's really what I'd like them to collect. But I, I've never actually sat down and got like either, you know, digital copies of the manga or translations, and this is all together in one one thing, and it was 16 bucks, and I, I didn't even notice it when I ordered then it said, you've got four things coming. I'm like, four? I only ordered three. What is... Oh, oh well, it's 16 bucks, so I'm good. Good job. I'm good. Excellent. And in my local hall, happened during the podcast, actually. You know, um, we, we had called each other, and the recording had started... And while I was looking through Facebook, I noticed somebody had posted a picture of a book called Dragon Ball, A Visual History by Akira Toriyama. And I'm like, what? This thing exists? I then proceeded to go to Amazon, look it up, and the moment I seen it, I purchased it. So, yeah, I got a, uh, I got a hardback 240-page Dragon Ball art book coming. Ooh, look at that. Dra- uh, 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 Goku doing Kamehameha right there on the front. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited. I will, uh, I'll definitely, when I get it, I'll take some nice photos and uh, post them on social media. Yeah, you, uh, should do, for them. you should do a full-blown review. Yeah, I probably will. Uh, look for it. The, there, there is not a video this week on In My Garage. Uh, just been extremely busy, uh, extremely busy, and not to mention 
ain't gonna lie, my internet is my new excuse because of how long the uploads are and to find a time in which to upload. But Michelle and I have worked things out and uh, I think we got a system made. So hopefully I can make a video this week and that'll be up by Friday. Nice. Well, let's talk about some movies. Um, I finally did what I said I was going to, and I watched Sonic. What'd you think? Was I wrong? It was fun. I mean, it was... I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's serving you exact... It's, it, it is the McDonald's cheeseburger you're expecting. But... Right. Uh, it, Jim Carrey's being Jim Carrey. Well, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, the movie itself is... I mean, it's that type of movie. I mean, you know what you're getting into. It is James Marsden with an animated character. There's like eight of those movies somewhere. and But uh, they get Sonic kind of right. Um, and let me talk about the Sonic on the screen. Um, every now and then you could tell the visual effects were a little bit rushed. Don't get me wrong. If that bothers you, you may have a problem with this movie. But compared to what was there, it is amazingly better. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sonic, Sonic is Sonic, and it works. It, it it honestly works. I mean, the story is you know, it, it's a, it's an animated hedgehog from another universe or whatever. It, it it's fine. It's it's fun. The movie's fun. Yes. The characters work well together, and Jim Carrey is just chewing the corners of the screen at every turn, and I love it. I absolutely I love it. I told it. you, it Jim Carrey back to being Jim Carrey, man. I loved it. I really did. Uh, I I had a blast with it. So I mean, we oh. we we. Uh, I, I told my kids we were going to watch it, and then I realized it wasn't for rent. It was only for buy, and so we bought it. It's now it's now part of my video library. So It's awesome. And I don't regret well, it. Yeah, well, Google Play had uh, some sales going on, and we bought Spies in Disguise. So we officially own that. I knew my life had officially changed when I seen Star Wars... Rise of Skywalker for $9 and Spies in Disguise. And I was like, yeah, time to buy Spies in Disguise because that's a good movie. <laughs> I see what you have done here. You know, dude, but really, uh, um, okay. Okay, I, I, had a, I had a topic that uh, I didn't really delve too far into it. But Ricky, what what I said at the beginning uh, of the podcast when we started talking, um, I said Chris Pratt is the new Will Smith, and he's actually better than Will Smith. And and, and you said you you could probably have a few things to say about that statement. Well, I mean, if you if you go back and look, so. Will Smith is a very enjoyable, energetic, funny actor in the movies he was in whenever he was super huge. Bad Boys. Uh, Men in Black. Men in Black. Um, ID4. Um, Independence Day. 
you know, he yeah. he's he's legend. good comedy. He's he's bigger than life. I am legend. I actually really like I am legend. He he does a, he yeah. has a really great performance in that. Um, yes. But a lot of it it's it's comedy without substance. And, you know, what think of the characters he played in like Independence Day. Um, you know, he's got one-liners left and right. Not really a memorable, you know, performance. Uh, Men in Black, same, you know, pure comedy. Um, I mean, he had really good stuff. Like, what's the one where he's the guy and his son, and they're like, he becomes a, you know, uh, Wall Pursuit Street. Of yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that, Pursuit of happiness. yeah, that's a really good movie. And, um, he he he's right. a, he's a really good actor. Uh, not to take anything away from him, it's just uh, people responded more to his comedy. I think, and I know I know I did. I mean, I just can't think of a great. Well, he's the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I mean that's and that's what I think. You know, uh, not that he's typecast or anything like that, but that's the Will Smith I grew up with. You know, I think, hey, that's Fresh Prince. You know, hey, that's that's right. I love that guy. I mean, I had his first two or three uh, CDs or tapes or whatever it was at that time. But um, Chris Pratt, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Chris Pratt, I I really, I just want to see him on screen. I want to see the, his next movie. Like I've even this week, I didn't even think about him being in Zero Dark Thirty and I watched a couple of clips. Now I want to go watch Zero Dark Thirty. I've never seen it. And uh, I, awesome. I, I want to watch Parks See, and Rec. That, that's because... the way I feel about him, man. And the funny yeah. thing is I watched an watch interview. Parks and Rec, I, watched, I watched an interview with the guy who wrote uh, a book that wrote the book that's based on Zero Dark Thirty and he like he wrote that while he was on, while Chris Pratt was on Parks and Rec, and thought about, you know, that's a guy that could do this to be one of the characters I'm thinking about, you know, kind of versatile and everything. He wrote the book. He had a pre a pre copy, you know, uh, you know, authors get copies of books to distribute and stuff like that before they go to actual full blown printing right. and everything. And a friend of his called him up, another. Uh, uh, a SEAL team member and was like, hey, uh, can, can I get a copy of your book? He's like, I want to give it to a friend of mine. And it was Chris Pratt. That is awesome. Yeah. and That's way cool. So, uh, of course, Joe well, Joe Rogan started talking about destiny and all that, but I was like, what? That's kind of awesome. But um, the performances I've seen Chris Pratt cool. do uh, leave me hungrier for more. I want to see more of him on screen. I mean, I think he's a really good actor. And not to take anything away from Will Smith, he is a really good actor as well. It's just, I don't know if he's, like, I but, can't I can't I think, think of... Chris Pratt's our new blockbuster. He's the new blockbuster guy. Yeah, yeah, that is true. If, if you want a summer blockbuster, you put in Chris Pratt, just like... You know that that used to be Will Smith. He had he had the summer blockbuster movies, and uh, the the thing is, is I, I just think like, like you said, you know, they both have those uh, TV beginnings. It, it's just I don't know. I, I think uh, Pratt handles it better. He seems to uh, carry himself better, and man, he is 
I know there's, you know, you got Andy Dwyer, you got Star-Lord, you got Owen from Jurassic World. Uh, they're all very action heavy or uh, uh, physical heavy characters. You know, even Andy Dwyer was always falling over something. And, you know, uh, Chris Pratt likes to use his uh, athletic ability in his acting. Very much so like Will Smith, you know, uh, uh, iRobot and stuff like that, where you just, you know, Will Smith totally tears it up. It's just, I think this, Chris Pratt's the new Will Smith, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where he can go, because I really think that uh, Chris Pratt needs to be at least the new refurb or reboot or whatever of Indiana Jones. I would totally be behind that. Amen. Oh my God. Um, but I do have, I did have a thought while you were talking. Like I would like to see Will Smith brought into the Marvel universe and this is the way you do it. You make him Isaiah Bradley. And if you don't know who that is, Isaiah Bradley, and this, this happened in the, 2000s or whatever like that he is the character they um, have basically that he is a test run for Captain America he is that takes one of the first versions of the Captain America serum and he is it's basically the story of the Tuskegee Airmen like but told through the lens of Marvel and, and Captain America and I think that would be amazing because you could it, it would take place in like pre forties whatever so it'd be a period film, uh, but then you could have him also come back as old Isaiah Bradley because he is the grandfather of the Patriot from Young Avengers, and you could introduce him in a Young Avengers movie, and I would really really love that was one of my favorite books to come out of the 2000s was young avengers i i have because one of my favorite artists was on there it had a story that they um uh and and um sorry I, i'm getting my mind's going everywhere but um they have wanda's wanda's kids who are in wandavision are two of the members of the young avengers nice well, I tell you what, you go ahead and write up like a twenty-page uh, a spec script for uh, send that send, yeah. that send that over there to the Russo brothers, and they're gonna jump right on that for uh, phase five. Absolutely, I feel like um, uh, 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 what's his name, comedian in uh, Parks and Rec, going off on the uh, and then Thanos uses the Infinity Gauntlet to Patton Oswald. Bring Star Wars. Oh, Patton Oswalt. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's a great episode. It's a great episode. Ted Day. Where they throw Ted in the lake. I know way too much about Parks and Rec. That's Mm -hmm. a great episode. By the way, there's an uncut open of that somewhere on YouTube where you can watch Patton Oswalt. I think he talks for right at 30 minutes. Oh, I've seen it. I, uh, I've watched it like three horror. times. Yeah, okay. Everybody starts leaving yeah, like the entire there, crew yeah, is... It's awesome. Yep, yep. It's awesome. Alright, I think we well, need dude, to... Well, dude, you got anything else to add this week? I'm about to put a bullet in it. No, sir. Woo! That's a lot. All right. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. Uh, I'm uh, Allergy Ricky. I got I to gotta quit mowing. And I'm, and I'm probably back. So y'all have a good one. <laughs>